0: Start recording first and then i'll think about how i actually do this so it's welcome to the final fantasy wiki podcast is that the right voice yeah does, that, looks? Right voice. does that work is that is that too cheesy for you no the, i think the, 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 this
1: podcast should try to be as cheesy as possible it takes itself too seriously
0: it takes itself yeah. too seriously okay all right so we should go just full on shinseness with it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Welcome to the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast, dudes. <laughs> I'm your up. host, Blue Highwind, and joining me tonight is. This is cat use. Wait, have we started? We actually, yeah, I think we've started now.
1: Yes, we started the podcast episode. <laughs>
2: yeah, that okay. one started. All right. Sup, team. This is Joe, aka Techno Obliterator, and uh, I'm not paying attention very well because
0: I didn't realize we'd actually begun. But I, I didn't think I we had there. started either. I thought we were doing a bit, like a pre bit, but no, 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 no. Now, now the bit is just the thing. This is the thing. All right. We are the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast. We're the official podcast of the Final Fantasy Wiki, which is the greatest compendium of Final Fantasy knowledge on the entire internet. And probably the world? I think. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, we're at uh, FinalFantasy.Fandom.com, correct?
2: Yes, we are. We
0: are at FinalFantasy.Fandom.com. We are
2: not at FantasyFootball.com.
0: No, this is not the Fantasy Football Podcast. uh, No. no, Or the Fantasy Football Wiki. No, we we don't deal with any of that shit. That is pure toxic. Even though... At this point, it does appear that I am going to make playoffs in my league. That's good. I just need to win one of my next two games, one of which is against the dude who is 12th in the league, lowest scoring points, and has lost about 10 games in a row. So I should be able to win that one. And then fall ass backwards into the playoffs. We should not be talking about... We should not be We should not be talking about Thinking football it's- because it's a source of great sadness in my life. I'm a Bronx No, we fan.
2: should talk about real football because England won 3-0 and USA won 1-0. So both my teams
0: won. Well, congratulations. I'm happy Thank for you. um I'm happy for America because I, I still yep. have some lingering love for this country and uh England uh England could screw off. <laughs> That's
2: totally fair. But I'm still happy when we actually, you know, we've never done well in the World Cup in my lifetime. So I'm not expecting us to now, but I'll take a win where I can get it. Wait, you guys have never made it to the
0: the elimination stage before in your lifetime? We
2: have, oh yeah, we always make it through then. And then we always like lose on the quarterfinals or the semifinals or something like that. You know, like the Euros last year was the closest they've ever got to winning in my lifetime.
0: Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah! That was the whole. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's yeah, coming. That, that
2: bo- 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 it's coming home. That's the one.
0: Yeah, yeah, um <laughs> yeah. That that I. You know what? Here's a confession. I don't care about soccer. Like I, I. Well, tried... I mean,
2: given that you just called it soccer, that tells me all I need to know.
0: Look, when I played it, it was called soccer. My team won the Bayonne, New Jersey championship one year, so I, I'm a champion soccer player, um, not a professional champion okay. soccer player, but I am a champion. Um, I played like left defense. I don't remember. I don't even remember what the position was called. Mostly, I just kicked the ball away when it came my way, but I was essential <laughs> for the team to win. Anyway, my point is that I just find soccer too low scoring and it it just kind of i wish more things would happen during the game it feels like it's like two hours of a ball going back and forth and then like three seconds of something happening which you could easily miss if you go to. yeah but the
2: flip side is basketball where it scores a lot right the flip
0: side is yeah yeah that that's a that's a sport with far too much happening But the thing with basketball is sometimes it's exciting when they don't score. Oh, yeah. The moments that they don't score are what actually build up the narrative of a basketball game. Where in soccer, it's the rare times. You know, really, we should all just be watching NFL or baseball, which I think has the perfect amount of scoring involved with those things.
1: So the thing about baseball is that you spend so much of the time, you go to the baseball game, right? And you get, you win a t-shirt from the t-shirt can and you you, you eat your like hot dogs or whatever. Most of the time, nothing is happening because you're just waiting for them to finish taking you out to the ball game. Um, Cricket's yeah. the same way. Yeah, no, this, this is the same thing. thing it. Is that people in the Commonwealth look down on Americans because they think uh, incorrectly that we're too stupid to understand that baseball is boring. But then we go to the Commonwealth and we look at them and they're like, Man, those guys are so stupid because they don't understand how boring cricket is. Okay. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. The, the truth about baseball is that baseball is an excuse to sit outside and drink a beer and chill with your buddies in the stands. Yeah, and that's then exactly rarely something will happen on the field. It is not actively, It is not actively entertainment in of itself, except for very rare situations, where football actually can be a source of entertainment in of itself, unless, of course, you happen to be a Broncos fan. In which case, you have been watching the worst season of professional sports. Possibly in the history of the entire organization of sports, going back to the ancient Greeks. Okay. How many minutes
2: have we spent not talking about Final Fantasy?
0: Uh, Six.
2: Okay. All right. I'll take pride in that, because that was totally my fault. Oh, <laughs>
0: well, you know, I, I mean... <laughs> so... If you are listening, uh, you would remember that last month, um, I fucked everything up because I don't know a better way of converting an MLK file and, um, yeah. So anyway, uh, we have to go and do the news from October over again because none of that is recorded and, um, yeah, that, that was all my fault. Converting files in VLC is actually a very easy process unless you uh, screw around with it, like I did. So mm. don't don't screw around with it. Actually, what I'm going to do is what I should have been doing all this time, which is have two copies of the original recording and only convert one of them and then just delete the other one once everything's all done. So that's what a organized, intelligent person does versus me, a blathering fool whose method of creating content is roughly akin to slamming his head against the wall and then going and cutting the wall out and presenting it as a piece of art. Relatable. Yeah, yeah, you know. So anyway, uh, we should do the October news. And this is this is going okay. to be old and dusty. It's not gonna be breaking because some of this stuff is like three months old at this point, practically but um do you remember uh google stadia do i
2: remember this google stadia, google um, stadia
0: yes
2: briefly yes I remember, I
0: remember
1: thinking that it was cool like five years ago whatever it was and then it just kind of blew over yeah, yeah. it's
2: like it would have been fine if it didn't have an absolute garbage monetization like the business model i should say Like, it was just, you know, oh, you have to pay full money for a game that you don't technically own. So, if the service goes down, which, lo and behold, the service is going down, then, you know, you lose your game. And they ended up refunding everyone who lost their game, but even still, it's like, you know, that's that's bullshit. Like, if you're going to do a streaming service, you have to go for, like, a Netflix model or, like... Yeah, you just, you have to go for one of those models. I, I'll say, just, it ain't gonna work. Like, if you get the business model wrong, and people aren't gonna buy in when people already have, you know, issues with latency, and... Like, there's all sorts of things can go wrong with video game streaming. And with Stadia, all of those things went wrong. And because it's Google, and we know what Google do, it's like, the comp- the whole company has ADHD. Like. They'll, they will spend like, you know, five minutes on something and then be like, ah, we don't care about this anymore. And then ditch it, right? And then the product will fail because they didn't spend that much effort on it. And it will just be thrown on the graveyard of all the products that Google has created and killed over the years. Yeah, do you remember
1: Google Plus...
0: Yes, I do I, remember
2: Google+. Plus. I remember that it existed. I don't yeah. remember anyone using it.
0: Well, no, everyone had to use it because all of your uh, YouTube accounts were forced into Google+. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, actually at this point because of all the various Google products I've used during the course of my life, I have um, like four Google accounts which I have to I have to like cycle through.
1: Yeah, that's the experience
0: as well at some point i would would love to consolidate things that my blog space my blog spot account that i still use and the last person on earth with one probably one day google will just shut it all down i should probably be prepared for that but i I would love to cycle it so it's on my main email but that i can't do for a number of you know it's pointlessly complicated uh we're getting off track which is uh google stadia was a complete catastrophic failure Uh, Lots of people predicted that was going to be the case. As it turns out, uh, don't hire Phil Harrison to do anything because uh, it will all be a disaster. But this matters to us here in the Final Fantasy world because uh, some Final Fantasy games did come out on Stadia, uh, most notably being Final Fantasy XV, which had a few small extra bits that were Stadia exclusive. But they're, like, so minor, it's like one mini game and a couple items, that I don't think anyone's ever going to care that they're lost to history forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's like... I don't know how much of it is relevant. But, like... the Literally, like... I don't... I don't know how many people cared about a Stadia version of FF15. The only time I've known people care about a Stadia version of anything... Is when Cyberpunk there, uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, like, was a garbage on every single platform, but it was best on Stadia. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I've ever known anyone care about it. So, I doubt anyone even knew that Final Fantasy fifteen
0: had a Stadia version. Ah, somebody must have bought it. Microsoft paid Someone Square Enix. Microsoft did probably pay Square Enix a very large amount of money to release that game on Stadia. That's a story I've been hearing. Microsoft? Yes. No, sorry Google. My my yes. mistake. <laughs> that would be weird. Microsoft. Yeah, it would be weird if if Microsoft
2: paid them to appear on like even on their own platform. You know, like
0: they would want to do that anyway. I'm sure Microsoft would pay Square Enix a lot of money to get Final Fantasy 16 on there. That deal deal is probably something they have tried to do, and they got a better deal from Sony. Anyway, um, so so basically, if you own Final Fantasy XV on Stadia, your money will be refunded to you, and the game will cease to exist forever in the middle of January sometime.
2: Yeah, so all the exclusive content will also cease to exist.
0: That exclusive content being... I, you know what? I don't even care what it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, things that are ending, uh, do you remember a little game called Final Fantasy VII the First Soldier?
1: Ha, 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 yeah. That, the game that just fucking died.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was another one where we saw it coming a mile off because I said when it was announced, I'm like, I don't see what the target market for this is like there's like the venn diagram of people who are battle royale fans and people who are final fantasy fans there's so little in there that i just i don't understand i don't think it was a good business decision the target
1: audience is this the target audience is that some square enix executive uh was like you know he did like a big ass line of coke or something and then he was like you know what (laughs) um you know what made a lot of money fortnite so we're gonna make fortnite but we're gonna put final fantasy 7 in it because everyone loves Sephiroth. but and Sephiroth's then,
0: not in the game
1: okay but everyone loves final fantasy 7 right so we can <laughs> make a ton of money making fortnite but making it final fantasy 7 and then putting it on mobile for some reason
0: mobile and then, exclusive
1: and then, and then once we're done with that, exclusive we're, what's that
2: why it makes no sense
1: but well, because, because I'm telling you, some executive was like, you know what makes a lot of money? Mobile games. You know what makes a lot of money? Final Fantasy 7. You know what makes a lot of money? It's Fortnite. We're going to make a Fortnite Final Fantasy 7 mobile game and make infinite money off of it. And they don't think about if this works at all.
0: Yeah, and then,
1: is... was like, you know what we're going to do next? We're going to make NFTs, because NFTs also make infinite money.
0: Uh, we'll get to the NFTs. Mm. That's another news story sorry. from last month. Don't, no, don't worry. This is all coming together. Um Yeah, I imagine somewhere in this boardroom meeting with uh, lots of cocaine, there was somebody who actually could run the numbers and ran X being the cost of releasing this on, say, the Switch or the PlayStation, all that work, and then Y being the expected amount of additional revenue, and clearly X was greater than Y, or so insignificant that it wasn't worth the overall investment, so it just never really came together, which... If mm. that calculation had happened, is probably a good calculation to tell you not to make the game in the first place. But right. you know, lots of these random mobile games will be ridiculously popular somewhere for somebody. I'm not I'm not really sure who these people are that are playing these things, like Final Fantasy Fifteen and New Empire or whatever the hell that thing's called. I uh, don't know
2: anyone who's playing that, but I but, I know plenty of people, including myself playing the Decidio mobile spinoff, right? Yeah. And I know there are communities that played that one Tactics mobile game
0: that uh, wasn't nearly as good as Tactics. Tactics. Brave. No, no, not Final oh, Fantasy no, Tactics Yes, uh, I know, it. Brave Exvius? Brave
2: Exvius, War of the Lions. I know there are people that play it. No, it's not War the
0: Lions. That's War Final Fantasy. War the Visions. War of the visions. Oh, Thank oh, you. Thank yeah, yeah, you.
2: that's the one. Yeah, War the Visions. That's the one.
0: Yeah, War of the Lions is yeah. Final Fantasy Tactics those, PSP.
2: Yeah, those have communities, but I, you know, they're making money basically. And First Soldier wasn't like it. It had a decent-ish launch when it came out. And then it died like almost immediately after that, and they just were never able to recover
0: it. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, I, I played it once. I did go over this on an earlier episode of the podcast where I lasted about uh, 45 seconds roughly. I killed one guy, then someone else killed me. And uh, I, I have really no interest whatsoever in these kinds of games, so I, I can't give an intelligent or objective review of how good this was at this kind of thing, other than it is just something I don't want, or have any interest in. Yeah, I, I, honestly, honestly, same with me. Like,
2: you know, it it was never a game for me, so I don't have an opinion either way.
0: Yeah, uh, it will completely shut down on January eleventh, twenty twenty three. And, uh, I think they are going to continue, um, whatever their last remaining, uh, like, I think they have, like, one last season they're going to get through of stuff. Uh, but that's basically it. Like, they're just going to, they're going to keep maintaining it, then the lights turn off, and that's the end of that story. Uh, we never actually did find out who the first soldier was. Wasn't it Sephiroth, by the way? Isn't Sephiroth the first soldier?
2: Isn't set uh don't
0: know actually or Angel or Genesis it's got to be one of those three dudes right
2: It's not gonna yeah it's gonna be one of those three but I don't like It's I think it's more likely to be Genesis than it is the other three because a it's in the name and b ah, yes. there's all there was the whole thing about oh you know I'm degrading because you know I was a failed experiment that kind of shit, which would suggest to me that it was Genesis first, but not 100% on that.
0: Genesis does what Sephiroth don't. Yeah. There was a there was a joke there I didn't quite land it, but yeah. All right, so <laughs> uh, let me think. Uh, there's some uh, there was a Kingdom Hearts animated pilot that got released. Like, this is something that was planned in 2003. It was scrapped. Some animatics of it came out. I'm, I'm just kind of, like, zooming through this because we don't really have time to go through all this stuff in detail. Uh, let's skip that news. That news not interesting. Uh, aha! Here's an interesting one. Uh, on October 3rd, Fandom. You've heard of this website, right? Never heard of it. Yeah, nope. yeah fandom.com this company fandom.com.llc i don't actually know what their official legal title is uh they have acquired gamestop i mean GameSpot, spot giant bomb metacritic and more this was the yeah, announcement so,
2: so i used to feel dirty every time i cited an interview on fandom.com so, like, uh, there are, you know, Fandom.com has its own little editorial, which is a lot smaller than it used to be. Um, You're but telling one me. Of their, yeah, <laughs> one of their editorials was, like, uh, it was an interview with Britt Baron and Cody Christian, which I'm so jealous of the people who got to interview them. Well, but you know, it who interview. are those
0: guys? I'm sorry.
2: Uh, Cody Christian is Cloud's voice actor. He voices him in several Remake and Crisis oh, okay. Core Reunion. And Britt Barron, same with Tifa. Um, um I, right. I, was, I don't
0: know the new voices' names at all. Thank you, by the way. Okay.
2: Uh, so he, so they interviewed them, and I used to cite that article, and it used to feel self-congratulatory, because I was citing our own website, and now, like all these websites that we've cited for years, we're like doing self-congratulation all over the place. So. <laughs> so that's the only thing that's like changed as far as as far as far we're concerned for the time being
0: well I'll speak for myself here when I consider technically the only website that is our website is Final Fantasy Wiki the yeah, greater yeah. fandom.com website belongs to somebody else uh, I should also yeah. mention that I, I think Techno you were an official employee there right
2: yes I was uh for about a year and then i couldn't because of my visa
0: okay and i was yeah basically an employee for like two years i wrote for them yeah uh not not particularly successfully either at this point I i don't know if anyone's gonna be listening or would care at the nda thing uh yeah they they ran multiple programs trying to run their editorial thing and launch know kind of a yeah they never basically, really they never really had a vision for it so basically they just a clickbait out. farm is really what their vision was which even yeah. back then was this was like seven years ago now was hopelessly outdated because at that point media had kind of moved towards a more personality driven blogging kind of thing or not so much media but also like search algorithms yeah. like yeah, Google
2: have basically figured out, oh, everyone's just doing the BuzzFeed thing, so we're going to de-rank you when you do that.
0: Yeah, you basically have to be Screen Rant in order to even continue being successful at it. And even right. then, I, I'm mostly embarrassed for Screen Rant half the time I see their articles. It's like, yeah, Andy Serkis is on... <laughs> this is the, like, one of the worst ones. Andy Serkis is on Andor. Does that mean his character is actually Snoke? like dude, <laughs> dude no Jesus Christ. oh my god no oh. no so anyway um fandom has tried multiple things to try to launch their editorial side of things using the wiki money uh what was the other company they bought a few years ago they had like
2: no so so they bought screen junkies screen junkies yeah yeah so what i'm saying is They basically figured out, we can't carve out our own identity, so let's buy someone else that already has one, and they can do it for us. That's what they did.
0: Yeah, and Giant Bomb has an enormous identity and also is a wiki website in of itself. Um, I think Their wiki is is mostly just like a compendium of every single video game that's been released. I haven't actually used the Giant Bomb wiki very much, and I largely fell off of them this year, when Jeff Gersman left, so I'll follow him to the end of the earth. As it turns out, the rest of Giant Bomb I could take or leave. Sorry, sorry, you guys. There, there's like there's great personalities there, but Jeff Gersman is the dude. He has such an incredible knowledge of video games and history, and he, I, I, I think he's just brilliant. And I, I mostly just rip him off half the time on this podcast. Most of his, a lot of these thoughts are basically just his confession there we are <laughs> um yeah so um uh, that's a large acquisition and um i don't know what that's gonna mean for it's, us or yeah them. it came
1: after
2: recently they sold dnd beyond for a lot of money and i'm guessing they used that money to buy this but they own D beyond they used to own dnd beyond and then it was bought back by wizards of the coast
0: god it's so many, it's so weird, just all know, the right? weird crap that's involved. Like, all the, the vast tentacle tendrils that go around, and it's just like, all we want to do is write about fucking Sephiroth. Right? And It's like, it has to be also this vast, bizarre capitalist enterprise run semi-intelligently sometimes.
2: Yeah, that's, uh,
0: you know, that's Silicon Valley for you. Yeah, I yeah, mean, they are like based they in San Francisco, not Silicon Valley, but yeah. I, I, yeah, you know. Oh, being pedantic. close enough.
1: Fandom is like a startup in that it doesn't know what its own business model is close to two decades after being founded. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's
0: the. Its business model is that it gets excited teenagers who love media properties to write about those media properties then it makes money off of them with ad sales, and then it could just go and farm rent on those ad cells for the rest of time. That's all it needs to do. Mm. And instead, it's like, no, we have to be this big giant multimedia enterprise. And it's like, well, you don't really need to be. What you well, you have basically, is successful and sustainable. Well, basically, like the ads
2: model is not like on its own is not all that sustainable. So they needed to diversify their sources of revenue. One, so they can reduce the number of ads on our site, which would be wonderful. And two, because, yeah. And two, because obviously, you know, like ads are just not like, you can't just be entirely dependent on ad revenue, right? So, so yeah, so basically, that's why they're branching off into different, into different avenues. And whether or not that'll be successful and you know, it'll work out for them. I hope it will. You know, I would love to be coming to you in a few years and saying, hey, they they solved the app problem. Our website is now better than ever. But you know, they've had, they've had a lot of misses, a few hits. So we'll see, you know, we'll see if they, if they have a handle on this thing and they can make our experience better you know who knows
0: yeah well you know best of luck for everybody involved there giant bomb in particular has had a shitty couple of years of getting thrown from one owner to another that red Mm. ventures company that owned them sure didn't seem to have even the goddamn slightest clue why they had bought the thing I remember when that sale went through, I was checking the Red Ventures uh, websites that they owned, and I'm like, this does not make any sense. How do Mm. any of these websites make enough money for, one, them to buy a large media company? And two, what are they doing even doing this? And I predicted that it was not going to work out, and it did not. Uh, But I think fandom has enough money that as long as they don't start screwing around of everything, it could all work out perfectly fine for everybody. Yeah. Just don't try to yeah, consolidate it's... all these things, because that doesn't make any sense at all.
2: Yeah, it's difficult because, like, you know, there's so many different... When when you look at fandom, there's, like, the wikis. There's so many different stakeholders. We're one stakeholder. We're the editors, you know. We're the guys actually writing the, the website, Another stakeholder is the actual readers that, you know, and they have totally different needs. Then there's all the different business stakeholders of the company and, you know, they all have totally different needs, right? Because the reader doesn't want ads, but we want, you know, features developed like people to give us support every now and then and to not suck at making those features, you know, and that costs money and the business needs to make money. So now it's like, okay, well, you know, we can put this amount of ads on so that we can provide you all the development resources that you need. But, you know, now the readers have a shit ton of ads in their face. So, so that's why, yeah, it's like when, when you get into it and when you understand it on the inside, you're like, oh shit, I can see why this is so difficult. But on the outside, looking in, you're like, what the f- is going on with this sure company. You know?
1: Of all of this is some suit who's like freaking out because some teenager's like slightly changed the formatting of the front article of, of some wiki and now the SEO is down and his, he's not making as much money so he's like freaking out. Yep.
2: Yep. That happens all the time.
0: Oh I hate everything. All I want. <laughs> I just want I want a world where people are excited about the stupid shit they're excited about. They could write about it, and other people could read about it, and all the other crap that comes with it. All that stuff could go into a fucking volcano at this point. I am so... <laughs> I have, like, I've kind of hit my limit with tech capitalism at this point. I have no belief <laughs> in any of it anymore. But we'll get to that. Cat um, use do you have any other thoughts on this? No, fandom
1: is kind of ass as a company, and, and has been... <laughs> and has been asked for as long as i've been here so uh i um
0: I, I don't um, really I have,
1: a, have any deep thoughts about that
0: i have a specific adjective in mind for that company but i'm not going to say what it is but uh i am <laughs> still annoyed that certain people were fired from there that i am friends with but anyway so i think that was everything for october Oh, one, one more news story from October. Um there was a Final Fantasy sixteen trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it happened. Looks like Final but, Fantasy but, sixteen, more of it.
2: But see, the fact that we didn't even remember that until the very end probably tells you how much impact that trailer had or didn't have.
0: Well, I yeah. don't have it on my list of news stories, which I didn't okay. have last time if you recall. In the I do recall that. Yeah, so yeah. I had to like. I think we were starting our main topic, and I'm like, "Oh shit! I forgot like the most important freaking thing." So that's why I didn't mention it immediately. But yeah, uh, there's a new trailer. It's got. Um, it shows us a lot of characters. There's a lot of boys screaming, and there's a lot of politics. Yeah, that's what I feel like, like it's the trailer.
2: Be. I feel like the trailer won't really change anyone's mind. You know, if you're extremely excited for the game. You're gonna remain really excited for it, uh, with the possible caveat that I've seen some people asking for more gameplay footage, which makes sense. Yes. Uh, if you're not excited for the game, then it's not going to change your mind at this
0: point. But I think know, we've hit the point I, with. Sorry. Uh, yeah, should I, I I finish I'm just or like. Do you want to go?
2: I'll, I'll just make my point because it's real okay, quick sure yeah i'll just say that uh i encourage everyone to still maintain as open a mind as possible with this game like i'm ambivalent on it but i'm open to the fact you know it could come out and it could be like one of the best in the series ever like or, or you know it could come out and i might really really like it you know there are Like, there are things, there are pieces of entertainment that came out that, you know, I wasn't super thrilled about until they actually came out. I was like, oh, okay, this was amazing. You know, the Batman from this year. Like, I thought, oh my God, it's just going to be another gritty, grim, dark film, and that's not the kind of Batman I like. But I watched it, and it was, you know, it was the closest I've seen to a film adaptation of, like, Batman the Animated Series. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, this was really good. Well, there, this was, there is I'd a film adaptation of
0: Batman the Animated Series. It's called Batman Mask of the Phantasm.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry.
0: Yeah, but I, I mean, was go, like, go, you know... Go on.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, I expected it to be the Batman I don't like, and it was the one I did. So, you know, maybe 16 will be like that. We'll see.
0: <laughs> okay, uh, the what i was going to say is i think final fantasy 16 has hit the point where we don't need trailers anymore because we already know what the game is vaguely i think what we need is a large vertical slice of things so give us like five minutes of continuous something or other really what we yeah really what we need is the gameplay action at this point because that's what's going to make or break the game uh, right There are a few controversies floating around, which we've already covered, like the fact there's basically not going to be a party. You're only gonna be yeah. playing as um uh Jack? No. Who's the Clive. main guy? Jack. <laughs> Jack. <laughs> no wait, Jack is Jack is the chaos guy. Uh Clive, Clive, right? Cleve.
2: Clive. Cleve yes, he's called Clive. Uh I've heard people pronounce him Cleve, but okay. his name is Clive because You're it's English. an English name
0: is yes. it said Cleve in england
2: no it is said clive
0: okay it's just i've seen
2: people pronounce it Cleve.
0: i'm like no mm, that's no, not Cleave, it Cleve is the character you write for like your oc for your like <laughs> the, the final fantasy 16 you draw on the back of your notebook during math class his name is Cleve uh warstrife and he's got Cleave three swords washed. And you know he's super cool, and he's got sunglasses, and he's got a cursed arm, and he can fly, and he hates his mom.
2: Yep, and yep.
0: he joined forces with Cloud to fight Sephiroth. Yes.
2: In the sequel, where Sephiroth comes back just so the OC can fight him.
1: Yes, and, and impossible then, then, dreams, dude.
0: And and then then Cleave and Cloud make out. <laughs> and you draw yeah. this, and then then your mom walks in, and you you frantically flip the page to something else. What were you doing? Uh nothing. <laughs> and that that's that's that what being that's what being high school Final Fantasy fan is like. What the hell are we talking about?
1: We <laughs> were talking about Final Fantasy sixteen and how the thing that we don't need is more trailers Which, which yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah Alright, so vertical slice uh, There's really not going to be a party So basically all I want to see is how well does dodge rolling and punishing enemies work Because I, I just played Bayonetta 3 yes. That's a lot of fun If Final Fantasy sixteen is that much fun it's going to be great and hopefully it has a better ending because Bayonetta 3's ending sucks Techno though hello yes uh, do you recall in Final fantasy 16 a year ago I think like the reveal trailer we had a discussion about um, the racial diversity of the game yes I do yes well anyway this uh, this had a small blow up on the currently moribund platform called Twitter where people start yeah. getting upset over something that one of the developers I think uh, yoshida said about why yeah. everyone looks to us to be a white person though as i've yeah. mentioned yeah. at the time a lot of what we perceive as white would be for the japanese audience to be perceived as japanese right so, it's kind of a complicated right. situation Important there. Caveat. yeah so uh, Kotaku yeah. got on this and they wrote an editorial where they're not particularly a fan of how Non racially diverse, the game is, and it's sort of a sticky situation. And you know, the it's kind of the opposite of the controversies that have been happening with you know, certain people getting really pissed off that there's black people in Star Wars on Lord of the Rings,
2: yeah, or people being, or in the Final Fantasy context, people being mad that Tifa now wears a sports bra.
0: That's a different controversy entirely. Well, it's- <laughs> that's it's the
2: same kind of groups of people who I, yeah, the groups I, of yeah. people who care about this subject care about that one is i guess that's where that's why my mind went there
1: yeah, um... yeah i see what you're saying now as a long-time final fantasy 14 player i i know that yoshi has a has a long history of saying stupid shit but that gets taken out of context and like super blown up so i i Kind of just didn't even really bat an eye at this whole thing, but maybe that's just me being dumb.
0: I okay. don't. This is not making or breaking the game for me. Okay. Uh,
2: uh, can, can we uh, before we discuss it further? I think we should say what the actual quote is and then bring up the context right, for yeah, it, yeah, just let me, let me in case it people up. are missing it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Because uh, uh, I believe the quote was something along the lines of. Um, I, yeah, I'll, I'll find. This is I'll find set in Yeah. His oh, quote sorry. was all along the, along the lines of, "This was in medieval Europe. Like we're we're doing a medieval Europe setting, and medieval Europe yeah, did I, I not have, have, have diversity." Okay, okay.
0: Uh, the world is the world of this game is Valis Um So, quote here: Valisthea was never going to be realistic. Was never going to realistically be as diverse as, say, a modern day Earth, or even a Final Fantasy fourteen. Ultimately, we felt that while incorporating ethnic diversity into Valeste was important, an overincorporation into the single corner of a much larger world can end up causing a violation of those narrative boundaries, which we originally set for ourselves. Right. And he continues, The story we are telling is fantasy, yes, but it is also rooted in reality. This, I, I'm sorry, yeah. I'm, not getting I think the, I'm not getting the quote entirely perfect, because I'm getting it off the uh, Kotaku article yeah maybe I could, maybe IGN translated. Thing. no they're they're kind of like they're cutting up the q a so i should probably find the exact
2: okay uh, yeah but i mean i think it's probably it's i think if it weren't for like the last part of the quote like i think that's the part of the quote that rub people the wrong way like, okay all right i, the... I have
0: I, I could give you the the actual thing sorry okay go ahead all right so um This is a difficult question, but not one that was unexpected, seeing as diversity in entertainment media has become a much discussed topic as of late. The answer I have, however, may end up being disappointing to some, depending on individual expectations. Our design concept from the earliest stages of development has always heavily featured medieval Europe, including historical, cultural, political, and anthropological standards that were prevalent at the time. When deciding on a setting that was best suited for the story we wanted to tell, the story of a land beset by the blight, we felt that rather than create something on a global scale, necessary to limit the scope to a single landmass, one geographically and culturally isolated from the rest of the world in an age without airplanes, television, or telephones. Due to the underlying geographical, technological, and geopolitical constraints of the setting, Ball State was never going to be realistically as diverse as, say, a modern-day Earth or even a Final Fantasy 14 that's an entire planet and moon worth of nations, races, and cultures of exposure. Uh, blah, 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 blah uh conversely this this goes on for quite some time basically the story they want to tell is set in medieval europe which means it's going to be largely ethnically one thing which will immediately get a call back from everybody including me which is that medieval europe was not ethnically mono, um,
2: monogenous. Uh, sorry not. homogenous
0: not. homogenous thank you not monogamous. Monogam. Monogam. Monogam.
2: Well, it is. It is quite uh, homogenous because yes, you oh, know, certain parts. Polygamy were a certain wasn't that big
0: back then. <laughs> people fucked around in medieval Europe. Yeah, oh,
1: I, I don't think I don't big. think medieval Europe had an overdose of monogamy. But moving on. Yeah. Okay. no. Uh, it, <laughs> That's all right.
0: It was not as chaste as fiction would want you to believe. It was not as white as certain groups would want you to believe. There's deep, intense, brutal politics here. I would say that they probably made the wrong call in going with this particular decision to have it largely be a light-skinned world. Because at at this point, my answer for all the people who get upset about... like lord of the rings having black people in it or asian people in it or anything like that is that all of these fantasy works be them fantasy sci-fi whatever they are reflections off of a desired reality which we have now yes yes and exactly the reality that is desired by the majority of people no matter what you want to believe And I know that people who are extremely shitty do not want to hear this, but the reality is that people like seeing diverse stories with lots of different types of people because that is the general everyday reality of most people on this planet. Except Well, let me
2: me elaborate on that a little bit. So I live in San Antonio, right? This is a majority Hispanic city, you know. And before that, I lived in Birmingham, which is one of the few considered majority minority cities in the whole of England so it's mostly oh, it's a very, uh, Birmingham, it's a very large,
0: sorry Birmingham England not Birmingham Alabama which is an Yeah that's right. Uh, Birmingham Alabama that's is right. an extremely black city has a very large black population. Right that's American right. Yeah.
2: That's right. And uh yeah so Birmingham Birmingham UK isn't like there is a black population in it but it's actually the largest minority there is probably Muslim Uh, so, so to me, like my experience growing up in these environments was always, it was always very ethnically diverse. So when I'd see something like Final Fantasy, that just looks weird to me, you know, like, uh, like when I see, when I see media or fiction where it's all, everyone all looks white. That is weird to me because that's not my experience at all. And for most people, you know, in backgrounds like that, yeah, that is not at all reflective of their experience. On the flip side, you know, you go to like rural towns from England, like you go outside of Birmingham, London, those kinds of places, and it's very white. So uh, I can understand at the very least, a lot of people from those experiences being like, hey, that's not right, that's not, you know, that's not how the world looks, but it's like, no, like where everywhere basically everywhere else you go, at least in the developed world, in the West, etc., you're going to find a lot of diversity. So it does not make a lot of sense for our media to not reflect that, you know, like, I think, I think everyone deserves to have themselves be seen in these types of media, you know, because... Not even just from a stance of oh like these like locations geographically these geographical locations happen to have a lot of diversity in them. No, like you know, it'd be pretty great if someone from Liberia could see themselves in these games. As well as someone from Turkey. You know? Like but
0: Yeah, um I will say Final Fantasy generally draws culturally artistically from every single part of the world and you can oh, see oh yeah, yeah yeah
2: yeah it does at least in terms of things like the architecture in terms of things like the summons great yeah. example yeah you exactly know? they draw from all different types of mythology you know so and like and I, as i've said many times like you know final fantasy six does not get a lot of credit for how you know how forward thinking it was with its female protagonists. Like, you have to remember, like, Lara Croft didn't even exist yet, and Lara Croft wasn't that, like, forward, you know? So, to have these, like, extremely well-developed, like, lead female characters was just, you know... It's like, Final Fantasy was very ahead of its time in a lot of ways. So I think why people were upset with this was because they they see it as, like, a regression in a way, you know? It seems to have really let them down that this series that was always like quite forward thinking in this regard, hasn't been oddly. No, well, it,
0: it depends on the game, really. Okay, Some games I found are... this on the web for the series. It was what always like Wait, quite forward thinking in this regard, hasn't been oddly. Tech- oh, I'm what sorry. Is what, is what is that? What the
2: f- hell <laughs> 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 Fucking Siri started listening to me randomly. <laughs> <laughs> You have a male no. Siri? Uh I guess I never changed it. Okay, whatever. Interesting. Anyway, carry on. All
0: right. Well, I I'm, I'm sorry for sorry assuming. Assuming your Siri's gender, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, um so w- what I was saying uh well back with Star Wars and that sort of thing is that people get upset because oh my god, there's black people in the empire where in 1977 there wasn't. Though you could There's been 50 years of cultural shifts in Star Wars. So what was the expected norm in 1977? And Star Wars was even behind the times then and would correct itself by Return of the Jedi just six years later. You can see a large shift in the diversity of the cast, even in those original movies. Uh, Hmm. That, I didn't
2: notice that. That's interesting.
0: Oh yeah, no, no, no. There's uh the X-wing pilots in Return of the Jedi is a diverse group. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah,
2: I thought I thought you were just talking about like the only the lead characters themselves. No, like, no, yeah, okay, not they not added just Lando, Lando or what but, else? Yeah, no. Right.
0: By that point, the Rebel Alliance, like originally, it's all white dudes. Because, well, it, I don't even know yeah, if that was really yeah, a yeah. conscious decision in the original Star Wars as much as. They were filming in England and grabbed whatever actors they could and basically I guess the only ones available were white ones. I couldn't really speak to that. I'm getting wildly more and more off topic and I feel like eventually one of us is going to fuck up in some enormous way. So we're not trying to offend anyone (laughs) here. This is a difficult minefield unfortunately for both the developers and us who are on this podcast right now. So what I'm saying is that as times have changed, people expect and want a more diverse set of groups of people because that is generally the reality of life in the 21st century. Um,
2: in I most think, places
0: you go, yeah. Yes. And this, by the way, the, where I grew up, Bayonne, New Jersey, literally like, I think like a dozen languages you could hear on the street just walking around. So, pretty diverse place too. Anyway, yeah. my... I guess my final point is this was probably the wrong strategy to take with this game. Also, probably not a deal breaker. Like, you can get upset about it. It's just a thing that's going to be in the game. And ultimately, with a fiction, you can go and make the decision that you want to go and deal with racial issues in the story you want to tell. Or you can make a decision that that's just something you don't want to deal with. And ultimately, I guess both are valid, because yeah. you know maybe it's just not a topic that Final Fantasy is particularly all that terribly well equipped to deal with, because it is you know a story for teenagers and
2: yeah they haven't really touched it on it before you they've, know, they have they've done
0: some... they've done racial prejudice in Final Fantasy nine and ten I think oh not, yeah. yeah yeah they did.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely did it in ten. That's yeah. that's true. With the Guado and, and Final Fantasy Nine,
0: by the way, is probably the most diverse game of them all. Even if it is ultimately a kind of fantastic diversity, because you'll be walking around and there'll just be a bunch of animal people everywhere. Right. Oh no. Twelve. Yes. Twelve. Two. To like yes. Again, a fantastic diversity because you're walking around Rabinaster and there's bunny girls. Yeah, but even then, like, don't you... Isn't there, like, one of the
2: judges is brown?
0: Yes. Judge uh, Redis, the ex-judge. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Redis, Um, who reminds me quite a bit of a character from Tactics Ogre, which will be a topic for later. Yeah, so I guess, like... I think it's a fair criticism,
2: but I would be inclined to agree. I don't think, on its own, it's a deal-breaker. Because... Like, uh, you know, I've I've said before that I'm personally quite disappointed in the, like, the lack of representation in the last few because I think it leads to more boring characters, which I'm less interested in. Like, you know, but I have a very small sample size to go off of. You know, 15, yeah. uh, Stranger of Paradise, 16, that's only three games. It's a very small sample size. And Stranger of so,
0: Paradise had a very diverse cast, ultimately. Yeah, but they sucked. Like it had, <laughs> I guess, only I gave guess diversity in of only, itself is not a positive. Right? Yeah.
2: They gave they gave all the development to one single character, like you know. But but yeah, it's like you know. I'm I find it disappointing. But I will acknowledge that the counter argument that I do have a small sample size is a fair counter argument. And yeah, I think I think it's disappointing. I don't think it's the end-all be-all.
0: Yeah, what is kind of disappointing is that there's so few Final Fantasy games that come out that basically you have, like, one mainline every seven years now. And it's like, all right, if you're just going to have a dude that appears to be a white guy to my eyes, that's slightly less interesting than what you could be doing. But, you know, I, I haven't played this game. I don't know what the story's going to be like. So, you know, it's impossible to prejudge it based on the trailers. And, um, you know, for all I know, come summer next year, I could be more angry than anyone is at this topic. I could be setting fire to my disc in the ways that it has offended me. But for right now, just haven't seen enough. All we can do is jump around this minefield and uh, fuck up in some terrible way, and I apologize. I don't know what we might have done wrong, but I'm sure we must have done something, so... (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> well,
2: we. De- I think the people who uh, are the types to be like, oh, how dare there be, like, black people in Star Wars. I think oh, those, those people are pissed off. At yeah, this. Th- those people, yeah, those people are pissed off. off yeah, but no, I don't no, give, I a, don't,
0: I don't give yeah. a slight. E- no, those people... I don't give two fucks. Like, <laughs> those people, I automatically block off our Discord and uh, don't... Yeah, no. I'm just asking yeah, questions. Yeah, my response I'm... to them... Yeah, my off? response
2: to them is, go cry about it. Like, yeah. you know, get over yourselves my response to any other group that we've on accident offended i apologize but i think think we were pretty fair i think we yeah Yeah.
0: i think we i think we did a fairly okay task of that i
2: think we were fair on both sides of the
0: argument hopefully we don't need to go through this again because it's not it's not fun anyway yeah hopefully
1: hopefully you know the final fantasy Sorry, sorry. What I was saying is we've, we've revisited this topic about six thousand times. So I'd be a bit careful about saying it's not fun because something is drawing us back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's, Thank
0: you. That that's, fair. That's, that's a good
2: point. But um, All right.
0: but
1: I think you know if Final Fantasy
2: 17, and I hope Final Fantasy 17 has a female lead because we've only had two, and there are 15 games. That's kind of embarrassing. I hope if 17 has a a much more diverse cast, then probably we won't revisit it again. You know, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I I think I might have screwed up the most after the topic was basically over. So well done. Uh, we should move on <laughs> to the next topic, which is uh, let me see. I think we're done with October now. There was uh, yep. some Stranger of the Rift expansion, but I don't think any of us have anything to say about that. And uh, Final Fantasy fourteen's new uh, like expansion thingy is coming out soonish,
1: right? Does new anyone... expansion
0: thingy you like the the decimal point the like 10th oh, so 14. Patch. yeah, yeah so patch, so patch 4.2 came out
1: uh let's see so they're four months apart 4.3 is coming out in january so 4.2 came out in december november october so maybe late september i don't recall exactly probably late september
0: yeah, so we probably covered it already, and I don't think any of us really have much to say about it. We'll, we'll talk about the point three then in January when that comes around. Yeah. Doesn't seem like much bigness happened there. Uh, so we're in November now. Let's move on. Oh, yeah. wait. Yes, November. So, first news article that came out is that Square Next is, I think there was like Square Next earnings reports were happening it might have been like the end of a quarter or whatever uh one report is that they are starting to refocus their strategy on the global market because uh well demographics are changing in japan and there's less teenagers to sell to
2: specifically console gaming demographics.
0: yes uh yeah the gamer Um, has the support is uh Primarily, yes, in the Japanese market, given its graying demographics, is the exact quote.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be interesting to see how much that changes, because a lot of the reasons that the Japanese market was, like, one of the reasons they were struggling so much is basically mobile games took off extremely well there, because, uh, like, uh, the Japanese are spending a lot of time commuting to work, and being on their phones a lot. And they also uh, have much, they tend to have much smaller apartment spaces over there. So, you know, population density is a lot larger. So that was one of the reasons like, console gaming was struggling.
0: They also have a much better uh, internet infrastructure in Japan than- Yes, that too, that that's,
2: yeah, that's another one. Um, But I think it's gonna be interesting to see how the, uh, there. the advent of like working from home changes that and well or, the advent you know, and I don't know the how...
0: automatic end of it because all businesses have decided you know what now you have to go back to the office
2: well a lot of them have and a lot of them are still doing hybrid models like me and my girlfriend both are doing hybrid models but my yeah, company so I think told
0: it's... us uh, fuck off you have to come in here
2: okay well <laughs> you know, yeah, everyone's had a different experience yeah. with it But yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see if or how much that potentially changes it. But yeah, uh, basically, you know, they're they're shifting towards the global market, which for us doesn't mean a whole lot other than the fact that a lot of games that were originally Japanese exclusive games are probably not going to be Japanese exclusive. They're going to try and market them to the West as well. well. Does what?
0: what was the last Japanese exclusive Square Next game?
2: I'm going black.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to remember myself. Um, <laughs> Rage of Bahamut on, like, the DS? I don't think that's even the right title of that game. What was that DS Bahamut game? Uh... Not Rage of Bahamut, that was an anime. Blood of Bahamut.
1: let Um, me sort sort the list of square enix games um okay so so there's a bunch of mobile games probably
0: yeah let's discount mobile games because none of us really care about them but like a full-on console release was the last time it was a japan exclusive game uh psp type zero maybe
1: uh okay so if we're not counting shit that i've never heard of so dragon quest rivals 2019 was japan only oh Uh, yeah dragon uh, quest 10
0: yeah dragon quest 10 might be the very last one because there was there was a new version of dragon quest 10 that's not an mmo like it's like supposed to be a single player dragon quest 10 and that's also not getting released outside of japan Am I still yeah. connected?
2: So, okay. all right, yeah. You are? Yes, right. yeah. So, we're going to get fewer titles <laughs> like that. Basically, that, that's all it off. Oh. I don't know if we're going to get fewer of them, but the ones, like, basically, instead of getting that, we're going to get something that was deliberately marketed t- towards us, really. Like, you know, I think that's all that changes.
0: I think the actually, like, the point I was going to make is that Square Next as a jrpg company goes is probably the most successful of all of them in terms of marketing to a global market anyway they are far better positioned than say i don't know like nippon ichi i'm trying to think of like how many like there really aren't that many like japan only companies left even in that space uh, so many of them end up having to release everything all over the world anyway. And it's so much easier with Steam and stuff. It's not like you have to actually sell a physical disc and ship it across the ocean or anything like that. Really, like, ex- region-exclusive things basically doesn't don't really make any sense anymore. It almost never happens. It's a very rare thing. And when it is only released in one region, people find a way to ship it out anyway, eventually.
1: Yeah, see, so, you know, people... Yeah com or whatever
2: yeah. yeah and you know vpns are very inexpensive and very easy to use
0: yeah so um i, I don't think this is going to mean a major change and anyway this was an investor call so you know they're they'll say whatever bullshit the investors wants to hear right uh, speaking of bullshit that investors want to hear oh god yeah yeah guess what ah <sighs> Symbiogenesis. Have you heard about this?
2: Uh, Surprisingly, it is not a Final Fantasy VII character.
0: No. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, I guess not. All right. Symbiogenesis. When this was announced, do you remember, like, ten years ago? Cat use you, you might remember this better than Techno because you're a bit older. But do you remember when, like, Square Enix would announce those countdowns? Or, like, would copyright a word and people would start thinking, like, oh, my God, it's Chrono Trigger 3. Oh, my God, it's yeah. the Final Fantasy seven Remake. For
1: marketing strategy is just copyright a random word and then wait for idiots on the internet to just freak the fuck out.
0: I don't think it's even, like, a strategy as much as, like, there are people on the internet who will try to read the tea leaves on every random thing and hope that it's their dream project. So, symbiogenesis was, like, a word they copyrighted or something. Um... And people were like, oh, it's uh, Parasite Eve. It's back. It's like, no. Parasite Eve is probably never coming back. And uh, I mean, maybe it'll get a remake because Square Enix Club is doing those, but in terms of a new game, no. In terms of a game at all, no. Symbiogenesis is quote, the first digital collectible art project designed from the ground up for Web3 fans. In other
2: words, it's an NFT, and it lives in the Metaverse, along with Snoop Dogg and his latest album. Or something. And and Mark Zuckerberg, who owns, like, some stupid thing that only exists in the Metaverse. Like, basically, Mark Zuckerberg invented MMOs and sold them for, and has real-world money. To buy houses in the MMO that he created and he marketed it as the metaverse and wants you to be really excited about it. And no one is excited. And as a result, their stock price has tanked.
0: Yeah, they're now worth uh, less
2: than Home Depot.
0: Yeah, they've lost like a trillion dollars over their investment in the metaverse. At least. And uh, also, all this blockchain, NFT shit. Like, every month, there's another crash. Like, I think when we originally were talking about this story, it looked bad. And now, a month later, it is infinitely worse. Uh, But anyway, uh, this thing, uh, they they announced, like, a trailer for it. I I don't even really know if it's a game. We're probably never going to talk about it ever again until the moment it closes in a year. Uh, there is a tweet with a small trailer that's like 30 seconds long, and it has music that I'm sorry to report actually slaps. I, I think it's a great theme, <laughs> but well, that's,
1: uh, that's, no matter what garbage Square Enix puts out, they have the best composers.
0: Yep. They need to, well until they get Toby Fox to do a Final Fantasy score. I'm not sure they have the best composers. But.
1: Okay, uh, that's fair, but I think my point still stands. Yeah, you can't that. judge a story X property by its music.
0: No, you cannot. Because uh Final Fantasy Thirteen, a game that I have many thoughts on, has some really good th- tracks. Yeah, so this whole thing is a wide cast of characters symbio by sim- not symbiosis, symbiosis, all of which can be collected as digital art, an interactive story in a dedicated community. What dedicated community here? You- <laughs> you you can't just conjure one like that you can't just say it as a dedicated community there is no community you just fucking announce the thing no one knows what this thing is doesn't make any sense anyway i i take this almost as a victory because they're creating their own ip effectively for this nft experiment which is almost like a tacit surrender because imagine like this was some major part of the final fantasy 7 remake project or kingdom hearts all having to do with this nft crap instead they just like they made this thing which in a year could be shut down and forgotten about and um you know I, did i say this in another podcast it might even be the one that was lost where i said that like this is just basic strategy for a company of just like all right we'll throw a million dollars at this crap and Maybe we'll get a billion dollars back or maybe it's just a million dollars we don't have anymore. Whatever. We're a giant company. Right? I I think that's all fair, right? Is there anything else to be said about Uh, Symbiogenesis?
1: I, I already did a deep dive into NFTs a few episodes ago. I'm not doing that again.
0: Yeah. It's
1: stupid shit and I'm baffled that people are still putting money into this after the FTX crash. But we can move on.
0: Yeah, you know. Doesn't look like Square Next put so much money into this crap that they're going out of money. So, I mean, going out of business. So, that's good. Uh, ah, so uh, Square Enix's fiscal reports or something that came out. Uh, There's Twinfinite reporting this. Uh, basically, the overall story is that the net sales decreased 3.3% last year, operating income decreased 10.6%. Uh, net sales dropped 9.5%, uh, et cetera, et cetera. But Final Fantasy fourteen is doing really, really good. Yeah,
2: which makes a lot of sense. That's like the biggest cash cow for the company at this point. Like it used to be mobile games, and now I think fourteen is doing the heavy lifting.
0: Yeah, so basically like... I guess just like to summarize, the entire digital tech industry is in the middle of a decline, including video games. For a number of complicated reasons, Square Enix is just one of those things that's feeling a bit of a hurt with sales going down because, you know, the pandemic's ending. Uh, But Final Fantasy XIV sure makes some fucking money. Pretty much that whole story. Um, Ah. Now Final Fantasy 16 again Sorry this is disorganized slightly But uh, there is an ad That clarified That Final Fantasy 16 is going to be Playstation 5 exclusive For only 6 months So come uh, 2024 Roughly it should be Available on other consoles or at least We'll have the option to be available on other consoles Okay Yeah, we have a lot of friggin stories to get through uh there was a crisis yeah. Core final fantasy VII reunion launch trailer came out today uh we yeah don't, we so can't we're gonna talk about that next month
2: yeah, yeah we're gonna talk about that next month and i have a lot a lot to say on it so yeah. look forward to that
0: yeah we that's gonna be our december topic but Yep. i have saved the best story of the last two months for last Yuji okay. Naka former Square Enix employee was arrested on charges of insider trading on November 17th <laughs> yes.
1: this is the guy who made Balan Wonderland
0: yes this is the guy that made and Wonderland the perplexing let's say platforming game that came out in 2021 and then subsequently left the company also the creator of one Sonic the Hedgehog and many other games with Sega Uh, He was, uh, apparently what he did, along with another employee, Taisuki Sasaki, who I believe actually has worked on Final Fantasy games before. um, They bought 10,000 shares of this company aiming because they knew that this company was going to be working on a smartphone title called Dragon Quest Tact and then sold it. So they ended up making like 47.2 million yen, which I think adds up to something like $50,000. I didn't actually do the math. It's not a terribly large amount of money. I mean, it is a large amount of money for us normal people, but like in terms of insider trading accusations, it's not like millions were stolen.
1: Yeah, this is like weak sauce, weak sauce stuff.
0: It is kind of funny that you know, the week that Sonic Frontiers or like the month that Sonic Frontiers comes out Sonic's creator is getting arrested
1: <laughs> yeah I was having a good chuckle about that one
0: yeah what a Wonder Wonderworld such a weird <laughs> chapter in Square Enix history and it only continues to get weirder and weirder yeah Taisuki Sasaki I should actually check who that guy actually specifically is did of you play Bell in Wonder Wonderworld? No.
1: I watched more of the footage of it than I care to admit.
0: Really truly fascinating game. Yeah, I, I can't I can't find much on this Sasaki gentleman uh besides this story. I I've just been told that he did work on some Final Fantasy game. I don't really remember what it was it's not really terribly important but you know what a weird thing also Dragon Quest Tact looks like ass so
1: what is this Dragon Quest Tact
0: yeah it's 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 a mobile game Tact is a weird name for a game
1: uh, okay, this is square Enix we're talking about. They name games shit like Triangle Strategy.
0: Yeah, it, it's basic you know what it looks like all the bravest except like Dragon Quest. That's what it looks like. It just it just looks like garbage. Imagine yeah this
1: this looks really bad. It looks imagine awful. going imagine going to jail because you stole $50,000 on the stock market for fucking Dragon Quest tact.
0: Yeah, like look at the screenshots. It is it is just a mess of nonsense and figures and numbers it, it looks like le- it doesn't even look all that much like all the bravest it kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy Mobius 2 like just any one of these mobile games it's like 9 billion numbers and figures because they have to have like 6 currencies and all this other crap just endless complexity it's just a slot machine alright that's all it is is a pile of shit this game never should have been made you shouldn't steal money over it apparently there's, a, there's even a tactical battle element to it on top of that yeah I
1: see something that vaguely reminds me of like Radiant Historia except Radiant Historia was actually fun and I'm sure this game is
0: not yeah you know it's basically tactics because it's got a grid base that you can move things around except they called it tact because probably the tactics level is so you know shallow and meaningless as to be not even relevant it's a slot machine with a bunch of crap that you do that's that's it it's ten o'clock at night. I have no tolerance for bullshit. Fuck your. Um, slot I think machines. there's one final
2: piece of news that's not uh, really a mass. It's not a massive piece of news, but it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, the go whole for it. Twitter thing. The oh, whole yeah, Twitter yeah, thing. Yeah, sorry. Went I down. About
0: this. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the whole Twitter yeah, so, um, thing went down. That's relevant to us because the Final Fantasy Wiki has an official Twitter which I, right, I think but, some color uh, mage was, mostly uh, host that. But
2: go on, techno. uh Formally, yeah. 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 Uh, the main thing is that uh, there was this whole time when I think like about 75% of the staff or something were laid off and there was uh, a huge concern that a lot of the infrastructure staff weren't allowed in the building and the World Cup was about to happen. So a lot of people feared that the website could... Crash at any moment given the lack of staff. And Square Enix tweeted out the end times are coming and made a reference to Final Fantasy 14 A Realm Reborn. No,
1: they made a reference to Endwalker because Endwalker is about the final days. And they said, Oh,
2: it's to Endwalker? Oh, oh, shit. Okay. uh,
1: Something about the final days. Uh, Okay, gotcha.
0: Yeah, but there was there was multiple moments over the last 2 weeks where basically the topic of Twitter was Twitter is dying, everyone go and say your final tweet.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I opened up the their tweet and Twitter is like broken. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Old <laughs> <laughs> days upon us, which is a quote from Emmett Selk at the climax of uh, Shadowbringers.
2: Right. <laughs> so yeah so that so that was the news um as far as how it impacts us yes we do have our own twitter account um and yes i think uh some column is kind of done with all of it just because of like what's going on how unstable the platform is at the minute and how it doesn't at this point appear to be getting better So in the interim, I'm kind of like, okay, I still have the Twitter account. I'll still keep it running on fumes. Like, you know, um, I do have like vague ideas for like how it could be run in a way that it could be a good marketing tool for us, but now is not a good time to invest in the platform because it's just so unstable. We just have no idea like what's going to happen with it i will say like um to the people who think it's like it's gonna crash one day and then the site will immediately die i don't think that's what's gonna happen no i think more likely if you look at every time a social media platform dies yes it dies over time and it's like a fading gradual thing where people move away to another platform so if that did happen to twitter first of all i'd be shocked because there's so much content on there already and like a lot of what already exists is so like valuable to people that i don't see it like i could see it like being used as like a historical archive at the very least right assuming Um, first of all the
0: site survives enough like there's so much assuming there's so much twitter every second of every day right. and all the years and years it would be a very large investment to keep all that stored and saved assuming that well, it is you a, know, it, web all that content is in of itself no longer profitable or accessible because i don't i don't know what the licensing agreement is who owns your fucking tweets that kind of shit
2: yeah i mean like you know if if like the ideal world would be like Twitter would be not like just run by one single private company. It would be like you know there there was like uh there was there was one guy who had this idea about like making tweets like a protocol kind of like a, a web like like a web page almost. But you know I don't want to explain that whole thing. But basically um basically the the short of it is like I I, I do not at this point believe that twitter is a platform worth investing in until we know what's going to happen for sure so yeah so that's why we're not that's why we're at this point
0: yeah i i'm still tweeting like nothing's changed because i'm kind of fatalist about things where i'll, I'll just keep doing what i'm doing yeah. until the day comes that i can no longer do what i'm doing it's like yeah all right, you know, i think, screw I think that's fair. I, you know, I've steadily seen the number of likes I get decline as more and more people who actively follow me, not just the numbers that say they follow me, have largely disappeared, and it's like, alright, whatever, I'll get one like on a tweet, and that's that's what it is. Yeah, so, so we'll see what
2: happens, really, like, our position as a community is we're gonna go wherever the Final Fantasy community goes, and wherever Square Enix goes, and right now, as it stands, they are still mostly, for the large part, on Twitter. If that changes, we will change too. If, you know, if Twitter does get better, if Elon Musk's ideas turn out to actually, if it turns out he actually they're not, has they're good not going ideas to ever, for it. No, his ideas oh, are yeah.
0: terrible. It's not going to get better. I,
2: oh yeah, I'd be shocked if, like, I'd be shocked. Basically, I think more likely what would happen to make the platform better is, you know, someone else would buy it off of it. Or, like, I, you know, something like that would happen. Like, government would intervene. No, no, no. I
0: think the way that Twitter gets saved is that it turns into such a shit show so fast that Elon Musk is forced to sell it. And then it basically reverts to how it was before. Because, like, basically, his right. plan right now. Is like if a right wing asshole were to buy Reddit and decide to make red pill a major part of his strategy, and it's like, n- no, dude, that's not profitable. You're right. Work. Just basic, like the basic math does not add up on your side in those sort of things. Bringing back fat people hate is not going to save your website. Like this is the best right. comparison it's I like... have. It's like bringing back Donald Trump's Twitter account is not what's gonna save Twitter also you're a piece of shit so you know right it's like
2: you know his businesses have like some of them have been successful some of them have been total failures and of the ones that have been successful you know they had a huge amount of government money behind them so really the only thing that would like save the platform at this point would probably be some sort of government intervention kind of thing i don't know but long story short we will see what happens with it. And if it turns out that the platform does get saved or something like that, then, you know, I have ideas for what we could do. Maybe SCM would be back at that point, who knows. Otherwise, until then, we're gonna run the Twitter account on fumes until, you know, there's a more obvious new platform that we should be at.
0: Yeah, the the most likely result is that it just becomes like our Facebook account. Like, does anyone actively update the Facebook account?
1: No, we abandoned the Facebook account several years ago because nobody wants it to go on Facebook.
0: Yeah, exactly. And... That's that's how a social network dies. It just becomes awful and toxic, and it's for your mom. And, uh, you know, then you have to deprogram your parents from all the bullshit happening on their social network, and it, it's awful. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe... Do you remember last week when it seemed like everyone was jumping to Hive for, like, one day? And then that just seemed like it didn't happen? Like, there's real hunger for just basically Twitter, but without Elon Musk. So, maybe that'll be the future. Somebody will just make, like, here, it's Twitter. We call it, a uh, uh Twiter. Because it's just basically the same product, except Elon Musk is not on it. I don't know. Uh, anyway, um, should we, uh, should we go to our quote-unquote main topic?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: Marathon episode. Oh, boy. Marathon episode! We're going along. We're doing it live. Fight through it. Fight through the pain. Did I, did I, did I tell either one of you that I walked, um, I climbed a mountain on Saturday. So this mountain is Mount Mitchell. It is the largest mountain east of the Mississippi in North America, or maybe just the United States. I don't remember which one. Uh, the climb is 4,000 feet up and down, and uh, six miles there and back. So yeah, I I have a large pain tolerance, and I'll just keep fucking going. I can do All it. All right, let's I can power through. Going. Yeah, let's just keep going. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Ah. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> like,
1: you're, you're you're doing some fucking Shia Buff thing.
0: <laughs> oh god, I don't. I really don't want to do any Shia Buff thing. I never liked Shia Buff. I like Shia Buff for nah. like. I like Buff for two months when that movie uh, Honey Boy came out, and then, then immediately turned into like even a worse person. So.
2: Yeah, yeah. I never. I never understood him, but... He also
0: came out saying that that movie, which is like... Was marketed as being semi-autobiographical? He's like, no, it was all bullshit, I made it up. So... Yeah, whatever, dude. So, um, Tactics Ogre. Have you heard of this video game?
1: I have, in fact, heard of this video game.
0: Yeah, so there's a new Tactics Ogre... This is now the uh, fifth Tactics Ogre because Tactics Ogre originally is a Super Nintendo game. It was then ported to the Sega Saturn and then it was ported to the PlayStation 1 and then it was ported to the PlayStation Portable with the Let Us Cling Together remake and finally, it has come once again to all the modern platforms with Tactics Ogre colon Reborn which was released this month. Now, Tactics Ogre, that's not a Final Fantasy game, right?
1: No, but it's basically just Final Fantasy Tactics before there was Final Fantasy Tactics.
0: Yes. So the the backstory here is that there was a company called Quest, the Quest Corporation. Uh, Key people there being uh, Yasumi Matsuno and Akihito Yoshida and uh, some other people who would go on to be major people. Uh, this company made a number of games, most of which no one really particularly remembers anymore. I, I couldn't really tell you how good Musashi no Bokin was on the Game Boy. I've never heard of it, except for reading about it right now. Uh, but one series they made that was very successful was Ogre Battle. There was Ogre Battle, the March of the Black Queen on the Super Nintendo Uh, Ogre Battle 64 on the Nintendo 64. And of course, Tactics Ogre. Tactics Ogre was so successful that it ended up getting bought by a company called Square. Who then took the Tactics Ogre team and told them, You know what? We really dig this thing called Tactics Ogre. Could you basically make the same game again for us, but uh, put chocobos in it? and write a slightly different story. And from there was created Final Fantasy Tactics. And from there comes other games like Final Fantasy XII. So long, elaborate backstory. But uh, Tactics Ogre is uh, extremely important in terms of Final Fantasy lore in that way. Because this is where you get East and all the high politics and... Game of and Thrones. Ivalice
2: is one of the most, like, you know... is It has been so influential on the franchise at mm-hmm. this point. Like, you know, even Final Fantasy fifteen wanted to be Ivalice.
0: Yeah, and I would say that Tactics Ogre and Final Fantasy Tactics together... Though probably Final Fantasy Tactics more so, being more popular... Is basically the Final Fantasy VII of the tactical RPG subgenre, where especially in the last few years, this kind of game has suddenly exploded with popularity. It's kind of like, like ten years ago, nobody was making Metroidvanias, then all of a sudden, every indie developer decided they wanted to make a Metroidvania. So, like, recently, like, the last couple of years, there have been, like, a dozen or so Final Fantasy Tactics slash Tactics Ogre clones that have come out. And uh, Square Enix actually made their own uh, triangle strategy, which was strongly, strongly inspired by this sort of thing. And, of course, there was that crappy mobile game, Brave Exvius, War of the whatever the hell.
2: Yeah, Brave Exvius, War of the Visions. We finally got the name right. Yeah, um, yeah, it that's it. It is a not. It is, uh, I will tell you, the game is very inspired by tactics in terms of the art style. Somewhat inspired in terms of the politics. I have played this game. I did not play it for very long. I do not think this is a good game. Like, I don't think, yeah, I I, I don't think it's very successful at what it was trying to do.
0: Yeah, and uh, also there was Unsung Story, the uh, the Kickstarter campaign that I gave $20 to 10 years ago because they said they knew Matsuno. And uh, turns out, no, they really didn't. And that game still has not come out. Maybe one day. I still get emails about it. It's the one Kickstarter I ever gave any money to. And uh, that decision was enough to make me never want to do anything with Kickstarter ever again. So, uh, have either one of you played Tactics Ogre before? Played Ogre? Anything Ogre.
2: I have not played Tactics Ogre.
1: Okay. So, I I emulated, I want to say, the Super Nintendo version some years ago. I don't remember a whole lot about it. I, I have some, like, vague thoughts.
0: Okay. I played the PlayStation Portable version... Uh, when that remake came out because when Final Fantasy Tactics came out again the PSP version I loved the hell out of it and there was a few years where I'm like I'm going to play every tactical RPG and I kind of went a bit overboard I can tell you that Jean D'Arc on the PlayStation Portable is an incredible video game and more people should play it Um, anyway so Final Fantasy Tactics and Tactics Ogre really great games um, I played them both to completion. Techno, you said that you played uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. How deep did you get? It?
2: Oh, God. I think it was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I was halfway. All I remember was a fat motherfucker in the church that I That's had a fight with. the
0: end of Chapter 2. No, no.
2: I got way past that. For sh- I for sure got way guy. past that. I met I met Agrius. Uh, how do you uh-huh. pronounce her name? Ag- it's,
0: it's never really been voiced, so we're not sure. Okay.
2: Well, I I met her. Um, I had Ramsa gave his speech about if that's not foul, sir. Pray tell, what is? Like, uh, I don't like. You know, I
0: remember bits of it for sure. Okay. But. Yeah. Uh, tactics ogre and final fantasy tactics are similar games, but they are distinct ones in terms of structure, because Final Fantasy Tactics is a linear ish game. Like, you can walk around the world map and things, but you do have to go chapter by chapter, so it's like Fire Emblem in that way, the modern Fire Emblems. Uh, So, you have to go and continue one story beginning to end. You have Ramza, you have all the things that happen, you don't really get decisions in that. Tactics Ogre is different in that it has uh, several branching paths. Though I think really only two major ones. There's Law and there's Chaos. So after the opening few battles, you get to a major decision in this world of uh it's not Evil it's uh what's it called? Damn it. What's the Tactics Overworld called? It's been a while. Valeria? Valeria, yes, thank you. I think there are references to Valeria in Final Fantasy Tactics somewhere. Um, So you get to this major decision point where... Alright, so let me me set up a bit more of the story. So there's... This kingdom Valyria has broken up into pieces. It's kind of... It was directly inspired actually by the Balkan Wars of the 90s. There's three ethnic groups. There's the Wallisters, the Galgastani, and the... I can't remember the third one. The third one is less important at this point in the story. Mostly what's happening is the Wallisters and the Galgastani are... At each other's throats fighting and fighting in this bloody, bloody ethnic conflict, you're part of the Wallister group, and your sect, like your revolutionary group or whatever, they're trying to go and gather a large army, and you're told by your commander to massacre a fellow Wallister town, kill everybody there, so that way they could blame it on the Galgastani and use it as a false flag operation to inspire you know a larger war thing so that's that's the kind of tone that this thing's going for where you're basically being told to do a war crime and if you follow through on the war crime that's the lawful route and if you betray them that's the chaos route so everyone falls here yeah yeah, yeah. At the time, like, early 90s, this is incredible stuff. Even in 2009, this is really groundbreaking. Like, even now, like, there aren't that many RPGs. Like, I can't imagine Final Fantasy sixteen ever giving the player a moral choice to this level. Of, like, do the ends actually justify the means of your revolutionary... Whatever you're going for. Uh, eventually, there is something like a neutral path. Because this all comes... Eventually it all comes together where you end up fighting a big monster final boss one way or the other. But depending on your decisions, characters will betray your party or they'll join up with your party. There ends up being something of a romantic love triangle. One of the tales of that love triangle being your sister, which is, uh, there's a lot going on there. Your sister is madly in love with you and uh i i don't want to spoil things but i think the way that story is handled is terrible especially yeah this,
1: with... is, this is this is the impression this is kind of i didn't i don't think i actually I don't, maybe, no, I don't think i actually finished tactics over and i think this kind of shit is why it it, it 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 took all the edginess of final fantasy okay it took all the edginess of final fantasy tactics and made it even more so
0: yes or basically, well, you're doing it the other way around. It's like Final Fantasy Tactics, oh, okay, is, yeah. the, Final Fantasy like, Tactics is the like fluffy version of Tactics Ogre. Yes, and Final it's Fantasy weird. Tactics is a game with I'm just going to go out and say it rape as a major plot point in it. Yes. Yes. The the it is a world. Final is, Fantasy I'm Tactics fluffy. is a world where every single major part of the society is proven to be utterly corrupt and depraved and trying to cause the apocalypse most of them and tactics ogre is even more grim and dark than that is so like uh i guess final fantasy tactics would be the pg-13 tactics ogre is a hard r and triangle strategy in comparison is a g good for the whole family Also, I remember in my Final Fantasy Tactics uh, walkthrough, I had a list of all the betrayals that happened in that game, and I think I ended up with, like, yeah. fi- like 50 of them or something by the end. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, like, so, I,
2: I will say, because uh, Blue said that I hadn't, uh, Blue pointed out the fact I haven't, like, finished Final Fantasy Tactics, and the reason is because I sucked at it. Like, you know, I will say I loved basically everything about the game and you know I think Five in put this well in the Discord chat where he said like all the cool people like it <laughs> you know as in like all the all the people like you know who kind of have a taste in Final Fantasy that's similar to mine all really like this game and I wanted to love it but I just suck at it. Like I just I'm just bad at it, you know. Like, I just, I wish I was good at the game, because, uh, unfortunately, I wasn't. But, you know, we're mostly talking about story and aesthetics at this point, and at that point, yeah, you know, it's easy, like, easy, you know, I love that.
0: Well, Techno, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on this thing, but Final Fantasy Tactics has a reverse difficulty curve, where the most difficult part of the game is the third chapter. Um, not the third chapter, the third battle. The first chapter is the most difficult part of the game. That is the steepest climb. And once you get past chapter two, once you've defeated the uh, the evil bishop guy, who's the monster fat man with a giant mouth, who I believe you mentioned that you did fight. Once you get past uh, that the game... Did I fight that? I don't know, you said there was a fat man, and that's the only... yeah, yeah. yeah. That is the only character yeah, in that absolutely. game I could think of as being particularly large in body.
2: something. Yes, I'll yes,
0: Coochelaine is on. the is the demonic form of that character, whose name yeah. I... Yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't Arnold tell you.
1: Cardinal Delacro, Delacroix. Yes, Cardinal Delacroix. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so once you get past that, the game actually gets considerably easier, and by Chapter 4, it is basically a breeze because they start giving you really overpowered characters like the Thunder God and uh, you're playing the PlayStation portable version Balthier another one from Final Fantasy 12 these are extremely overpowered characters and you start unlocking the really strong abilities like Ninja with dual wielding and uh, Samurai and all that sort of stuff so no matter how hard the game gets like how high the levels get They've given you characters with such overpowered abilities that you really don't need to think about it anymore and it becomes trivial. Uh, Tactics Ogre does not do that. It is, at least in the PlayStation Portable version, a more consistently difficult game, but also, I'll tell you, a very unbalanced game in many ways. So the post game is practically impossible due to some of the decisions they made, like. The job system... um, You know how in Final Fantasy you have one level? Like, no matter what your job is... Your level does not change. You have like a base stat total. In Tactics Ogre, that's not the case. So if you decide to shift from one job to another... Your character goes back to level 1... And becomes practically unusable. Which also means that you're never going to change jobs. Which also means you're never going to unlock... The late game jobs that you need... In order for you to actually do the post-game crap, so I never got to do any of it. I bring that up because Tactics Ogre Reborn has wildly reshuffled all those things. The game is uh, had given has been given a visual overhaul, has been given a systems overhaul, has been given a vast, like just uh, basically just the way it looks overhaul. Like the menus are all entirely different. There's a new system where your characters can pick up cards off the battlefield and then they'll get small stat boosts, which is kind of a small cheat. Uh, Returning from the PlayStation Portable version, there is a time rewind function where you can go and rewind back back a turn whenever you really want to, which is just the greatest cheat you possibly can get because then you can fiddle with the RNG and basically win every single battle no matter what you're doing which I used heavily because at a certain point, the game got really long and I just wanted to get through it. Uh, I did not play Tactics over Reborn. I don't think any of you guys did. No. Nope. Yeah, I couldn't that's really enough. justify buying the video game again. I, if I want to play it again, I'll just dig it up off my PlayStation Portable, uh, which is somewhere. It's in a box someplace. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Like just truthfully yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to play that game again it, no matter I do really like it I think it's a great game one of the greatest RPGs of all time but playing the whole thing again is it's a long ass game too easily over 40 hours a lot of really cool systems going on a lot of very interesting stuff I think it's a great game um, but anyway I did have a question I wanted to ask Are you all prepared for it? Yeah. Okay. Which game is better, Final Fantasy Tactics or Tactics Ogre? You have to go and make the decision now.
2: Oh fuck. Well, I mean, I'm not nearly educated enough to make that decision.
0: Yeah, uh, Techno, you're kind of. Yeah. You're kind of (laughs) out of this, unfortunately. Yeah.
2: So it's just for cut.
0: Well, you could go and name some other strategy RPG. I don't know. Maybe you think uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, X-com. Xcom. Let's go with Xcom. That's the only other one I play. <laughs> Pokemon Conquest.
1: A not entirely confident claim that, because c- again, it's been like however many years since I have played well, both of these games, but in particular Tactics Ogre. But I'm gonna claim that probably Final Fantasy Tactics is better just because i found it more accessible like i remember something really annoying about tactics o- so so fantasy tactics has a serious issue with the fucking daughter trade city
0: or whatever yes extremely remember, hard legendarily hard third chapter
1: and i remember tactics ogre like consistently having bullshit like this where like even at very low levels you have like flying units and all this other crap the story is also like pretty inaccessible for just because of, it's just extremely grim, dark, And, and, and it's, I, I think that it's okay if a tactical RPG is a bit inaccessible, but I, I think that tactics over cross the line. And so for that reason, I'm gonna have to give it to Final Fantasy Tactics, but very reluctantly mm-hmm. making a choice between these two games.
0: One thing that's interesting about the PlayStation Portable version is that that version is extremely biased towards archers. So, like, the best strategy for that game is to run a party with, like, four archers in it and take the high ground and you can beat basically anything. There's even a character called the Thunder Maiden, RSL, who is a... Uh, she's an archer and she kills the shit out of things with her limit break. I have thought long and hard about this for about ten years. And I really could not make a decision because there's so much cool stuff in both games including even the grimness of tactics ogre like there's at some points the grimness becomes fascinating to me like there's a character there's a family of necromancers they run into these are all npcs these are all villains you kill one of them because they're just the stage boss then you run into that character's fiance then you run into the fiance's like dad or their dad so you end up wiping out this entire family one by one as they all try to do this revenge vendetta on you. It's like, well, you if you guys didn't start this shit, I wouldn't have had to kill all of you. So, uh, who is the bad guy, really?
1: Anyway. Yeah, I feel like it, it's kind of interesting that I don't think that that would
0: really fly today. Well, I mean, I guess it does fly because it is in the game. Though it, it feels more like something you'd see in like Crusader Kings or something. We're like, oh, I, I killed this guy, so now I have to go and kill the entire rest of this kingdom because oh, they're going mean, to come yeah, at me. I
1: love mean, writing, like, think pieces about the uh, moral uh, baselessness of Crusader Kings or something. Or maybe somebody is, but I don't want to read them
0: yeah I mean I, I say it's like that because this is all scripted and pre-planned so it's not yeah. like it's not like there's yeah. systems that are calculating this sort of thing which would be extremely cool if there were that's that's kind of like that's the dream game if I were ever a game designer I would make something with the base action of Final Fantasy tactics but also the systems level of just weird story Legos that happen in Crusader Kings we're like Yes, we're going on an adventure to save the world, but also I'm sleeping with my mother-in-law, you know that kind of thing. I don't actually play Crusader Kings. I'm going to confess. I just I just love hearing about the uh, things that happen in that game. Like, I
1: uh, play. I, I remember, uh, like you can you can take over all of Africa, and just kill everyone, or you can, you can like coup the Pope. Or you can I think you, you can, can become Satan. the
0: pope, right? Can you become the pope? Uh, you must be able to become the pope. You can become the pope in Hearts of Iron. Uh Okay. Let's see. Can you become the pope? There's definitely a way to become the pope. I I must have seen this. Anyway, yeah. we we're, we're getting It sounds like it's not intended,
1: but it is possible. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is not an intended feature of the game, but it is possible. You can make your you can crown yourself the Pope.
0: Yeah. Imagine. And that's you
1: know, be Final Fantasy Tactics. Instead of killing Cardinal Delacroix, you should be able to come become the new Cardinal.
0: Or in Final Fantasy Tactics, instead of casually walking by the Pope's corpse after he gets murdered late in that game. And by that point you're so disillusioned by society and how much it has failed you on every level, you don't care at all. Rams is just like, well, there's the Pope. He's dead. Fuck that guy. Moving on. I'm pretty sure the Pope dies in that game, doesn't he? Like, unsung. Yeah, know.
1: fucking... Yeah,
0: Isol or whatever his name is, just
1: walks up to him and stabs him, like, right in front of you, and Rams is just like... Yeah, alright. Like,
0: nothing. Well, every other... Every other level of society has been a disappointment and has proven to be utterly corrupt, so why not this one, too? whatever uh anyway i had i've i finally was able to figure out why i like one of these games more than the other one and it came because of this remake what's happened in this remake is in tactics ogre reborn it's all fully voiced now like every character and there's there's like hundreds of characters so there's tons of voice actors all of it fully voiced you can replay the entire story now with acting which is interesting but I realized that I didn't actually want to see that but if somebody were to release Final Fantasy Tactics were fully voiced acting I would need to play that entire game again and it is with that I realized that I actually love Final Fantasy Tactics more than Tactics Ogre
1: that's that's a good answer. I, I that's I, a good I, argument. I, yeah. I, I I definitely see that because I don't. Yeah, tactics. I mean I think this is what I was trying to get at about like how tactics Ogre its grimness probably just wouldn't fly in a modern setting, or not in a modern setting, but like to modern audiences. There's some amount of detachment from these like little like spritey little Super Nintendo games.
0: Yeah, but it's also like story wise too because of like the main trio. The main trio yeah. is Denim, uh, Vice and... What's your sister's name? I... See, this is, why, this is why, like, when we podcast at, like, 11 o'clock, I start forgetting names, and I can't remember anymore.
1: I need to, go to sleep very soon, but...
0: Denim, Vice and Denim's sister, I... Yeah. When you look up Denim's sister, you get pictures of a lady in denim pants. Well done. Great character name. Anyway, your... Those three trio, like denim is just like he's a player pc so there's not much to him and everything he does is just based on your decisions vis will betray you one way or the other so if you go lawful he's going to fight the other side if you go chaos he's going to go even more chaotic than you are and like his character portrait will actually change so by the end of that thing he is like this disheveled looking like just just like he just looks like a lunatic by the end of it and your sister she sucks as a character her plot line is terrible and it's unsatisfying it's bad writing frankly the way you save her is frustrating and I I don't want to spoil what happens there but it's terrible versus uh, Ramza and Delita that's a, that's a great plot line I, I love that where Ramza becomes basically an exile from society and Delita conquers all of Ivalice and by the end he's left with nothing and nobody and Ramza gets to maybe escape or maybe get exploded but you know there's you can see these two characters pass by each other and also they're extremely gay for each other and I'm, I've, there's stuff to bite into there and also, everybody loves Agrius, because she's Saber before there was Saber. That's just a lovable, likable character. And there's just isn't somebody gonna... like that in Tactics Ogre. Sorry.
1: Ta-t- Tactics Ogre, I think, I don't know if it was the first game that we had this trend of everything has to be law-neutral. Okay, D&D like, invented this, but like, fucking every video game has to have like a law route and a chaos route nowadays. And then every anime has to have Saber in it.
0: These games invented our modern society. Final Fantasy Tactics Ogre made our world. Yes, just, yeah. It wasn't Homestuck made this world. Tactics Ogre made this world. All right, I I think we've uh, we've pushed ourselves to the limit here, and I think we've all concluded that Final Fantasy Tactics is ultimately the better game, or at least the game we love more. Yeah. Like, what define better? Like, these are both pristine, like, top tier, still untouched, almost 30 years later, juggernauts of the genre. And, like, everything that's been made has been ultimately an imitation. And yes, there's an entire Western tradition of strategy games that's entirely different. And uh, I can't really get into that. I just don't have the energy for it. And I think that's coming through in the recording at this point. So we should probably wrap this up. Uh, Is there anything else that we need to say? don't think so uh, oh yeah Final Fantasy Tactics has chocobos and chocobos are great
1: but it has red chocobos and black
0: chocobos which are fucking bullshit Oh, the red chocobos are the the force of Satan Satan's air force dropping meteors red- on you 14, and then I had to nerf them really? yeah they, they are so... Like, in Final Fantasy Tactics, you could be walking around, like, through the world, and you get the random encounter that's, like, seven red chocobos, you have to restart your game because you cannot beat them.
1: This is what modern games don't have. They don't just have RNG bullshit that decides that you just die. And that's disappointing.
0: And indie games do this. This is not really something that a AAA game will do anymore. Yeah, no. AAA games are made by cowards. Anyways, I
1: I should actually go to sleep. It is pretty
0: late. Yeah, AAA games are made by cowards. I think that's a good place to end it. So I'm going to stop the recording. Thank you all so much for listening and all the other things. Uh, Hopefully this episode actually gets posted this time, done properly. I'm going to be extremely careful about this. Uh, This is the Final Fantasy Wiki podcast. And the podcast music, thank you so much for letting us use it, is La Matana de los Jovenes. Caballeros, I misread it but whatever, it's by Expert Novice off the OC Remix Balance and Ruin it's the Mount Colts music from Final Fantasy VI Remade Uh, we'll be back next month with a hopefully shorter episode all about Crisis Core Uh, thank you so much everybody that's listening thank you for my co-hosts for continuing to press on even after I think we all kind of hit a wall, right? yeah, yes Okay. we started too late Good night.